0: When you look at the many lists out there on what children need most, you'll see things like education, good health, and self-esteem. These are all well and good, but something is missing, prayer. Our children's spiritual health comes first. And yet so many of us parents, grandparents, uncles and aunts, we too often neglect the practice of praying for the children God has placed in our lives. I'm Charles Morris, and this is The Great Stories Podcast. And today we'll be joined by Melissa Krueger with some helpful insights on biblical ways to pray for our children. Melissa is a mom, she's the wife of a seminary professor, and she's written books, including one that I believe will be very helpful for you and me, Five Things to Pray for Your Kids. You'll hear from her in just a moment, but I also want to mention we have this small but packed book of biblically inspired ways to pray for the children in your life already in our warehouse, and I'd love to send it to you as our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries. Just join us online to learn more at haventoday.org. But first, let's get started. I want you to meet Melissa Kruger. Welcome to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. We're traveling to the East Coast from the West Coast, and joining us for the very first time is Melissa Kruger. And Melissa... I just want to say thank you for taking the time to be with me on the program today.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's great to get to Zoom chat across the country.
0: Well, our office has been talking about a book that you've written called Five Things to Pray for Your Kids. And I should say somebody who reviewed it said it's an easy to read book, but equally it's an important book. My children are grown. I have grandkids. Uh, It's easy to pray for children and grandkids, but it's hard to pray for our children and even our grandkids. So let me just ask you, before we get into the nitty gritty, how do we pray for our children and the children of others, too?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, and I I think the reality is we just do it. As you said, Mm. it's really Mm. simple. But a lot of times in our busy, fast-paced parenting world, I think it's something that we often neglect. You know, we think, oh, I need to get a quiet moment before I can do that. And, you know, one thing I would want to encourage is there probably aren't that many quiet moments. <laughs> no.
0: especially if you have young children, you have no quiet moments.
1: Yeah, if you wait for that, your child's <laughs> never going to be prayed for. But, you know, when, when you're washing the dishes – what's your mind going to why don't you go to prayer you know just ask the lord um, to do what you can't do i think a lot of times in in motherhood and in fatherhood i'm sure this is the case too we're faced with tasks that we have no idea um how to accomplish in our own strength Mm -hmm. i can't you know make my child believe I can't you know i i I can i can fill them with all the good things i can teach them all the good things about god but you know really the holy spirit has to work in their life and so what i can't make happen i can pray can happen i can ask the lord rescue my child save my Mm. child Mm. um give my child good friends give my child a mentor give my child good influences you know we can ask him for the world Um, for our children. And he can actually do something. I can't ensure my child has a mentor or my child has good friends or, you know, my child has Christian teachers, but the Lord somehow can do that.
0: Mm. I noticed when I looked and and started reading your book that the foreword was Mm. written by your older daughter, your oldest child, Emma. It was so sweet what she yeah. said about you and your yeah. husband too. How yeah, did you it makes get me her to cheer up?
1: Just thinking about it, yeah, I kind of forgotten about it, and then you say yeah. that, and I'm like, oh. Well, um, she,
0: it should. It yeah. should. Just tell everybody. How did you get Emma to write the forward?
1: Yeah, um, it's so sweet. Emma's now 22. She's in her senior year of college. Mm. I think at the time she wrote it, she was probably about 17, mm. and um, I just asked her, you know, hey. Good Book Company, she is asking, would you write the foreword to it? She had written an article, um, a book review for the Gospel Coalition on a book geared towards teenagers, and she had written that review, and I think the, the Good Book Company had read it and said, oh. Maybe she'd write the forward to your book, <laughs> and um, she did, and it was the it was the sweetest addition to that book, um, and it was everything I had spent years praying to the Lord about, and that's why I tear up because um, I spent years just saying, Lord, she can go wherever You will send her in this world if You will just save her, um, and. You know, what's amazing is she wants to do missions like that's what she's hoping to do as she mm-hmm. graduates and leaves college. She um, hopes to go somewhere far, far from me, which breaks mm-hmm. my heart in certain mm-hmm. ways. But at the same time, it's the exact thing I prayed for, that no matter what she does in this life, that she would know and love Jesus. And um, seeing the Lord answer those prayers that were prayed over her from the moment I found out I was pregnant with her. Mm-hmm. Um Getting to see that is a beautiful thing.
0: Well, and she learned to pray because her parents prayed. Uh, Melissa, how do we model and not just tell kids how to pray besides praying for them?
1: Yeah, I think the best way we model it for them is just to do it daily in our lives like we talk to our kids just to go before the Lord and and just stop everything and say, "Hey, let's just pray about that." You know, maybe you're talking about something with your teenager. What I find really amazing is it's not off putting to them. It's actually inviting to them. It's not it's not simplifying things. It's sometimes saying, "You know, even I as your parent have no idea what to do, mm-hmm. so let's just pray for this." <laughs> let's pray. And as they watch you start to take everything to the Lord, that's going to be their first instinct. We're trying to create an instinct in them to go to prayer. And so watching you model it in all of your life, like when they see you worried and anxious, pray. Pray. Say, hey, mommy is worried and anxious right now. Will you? And then you can actually ask your child to pray for you. What a beautiful thing. Absolutely. When we invite them and say, hey, mommy, mommy's sad about something. Will you pray for me? And what a, what a wonderful gift when they pray for us. And that's a good role for them to take on that's a right way for them to enter into walking with Jesus, is to be people who pray. And so we can invite them to do that with us, and then we can invite them to do that for us.
0: Mm. So let me ask you, Melissa, how do you build prayer into your daily routine as a parent? We already talked about young parenting and how in the world could any young mom or young dad find any time to pray for their kids, but we need to. Uh, again, how do we do that?
1: Yeah, I think the best thing about prayer is you can do it anytime, anywhere. Mm. And so, you know, when they fall down and hurt themselves, you know, and you're bandaging wounds, you can pray and ask God to heal it. I mean, you know, when you're driving carpool, which, goodness gracious, how much time do we spend in the cars as moms? Um, you can pray on the way to school each day with your kids in the car. You can pray on the way to church. Like, Help us understand the message. Um, I mean, the nice thing about praying with our kids, it's this wonderful activity that somehow kids understand is important. It's amazing. You don't really have to teach kids that. They, They just get, hold on, this is something different than just talking to mom and dad and they really will join in. And I think the younger kids learn to make prayer a daily part of their rhythms, the more natural it will be to them as they age. It just Mm -hmm. will be their go-to that Mm -hmm. they will think of as quite normal. And it's been interesting to me to watch, You know, we obviously prayed with our kids all the time when they were little, and now we still pray with them as they're older. Mm You know, and mm-hmm. we pray before the tests, and we pray before the games. We pray before tryouts. We pray in all these ways. And it's just a normal, beautiful part of our home that we all accept. We can't make everything happen the way mm. we like it, but we can ask God. And if he says no, then we can trust him. And so we mm. have all those conversations because that's life. You know, prayer, we, we know that, that God is not a magic genie that we, you know, get three wishes and, and that's how it mm-hmm. works mm-hmm. but actually that we can give him a thousand prayer requests and then we can actually learn and teach our kids that god actually knows what's best so if he doesn't answer something the way we hoped he would that means he had a better plan and like that's a great lesson we get to teach our kids through prayer because that's the lesson we're also learning as adults
0: <laughs> well and, and, and we'll always be learning as long as we live uh, i have the blessing of having two living children that profess faith in Christ. And I'm so grateful for that. The number one prayer request we get at Haven today is from people who have children that have drifted. Uh, They've run away from the Lord if they haven't drifted. Uh, and, And these parents are on their knees. Sometimes it's a widow, sometimes it's a widower their children are grown their children are getting older now any advice for someone like that that's been praying maybe for even decades for their child to come to faith in Christ come back to the lord as a prodigal any advice
1: yeah i think of that image of the persistent widow who kept knocking on the door to get mm-hmm. you know, the bread and mm-hmm. and and god gives us wonderful wonderful words saying you know she's asking for bread and and, you don't you think i as your father i'm going to give you something better and so i do think we have this beautiful call to be persistent um we know when we are asking for the lord to save our children we are asking for a good thing and i think we can keep knocking and knocking and knocking again and again and begging the lord to save them i mean that will be um the prayer i will i prayed this morning and I will pray all my life is that he will keep them and that they would walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of mm, Jesus Christ. Mm, mm. Yeah. You know, because we're watching our kids and many kids go astray at 40 or at 50 or at 60. So, you know, I mean, the, the honest reality is that what I'm praying for is that they would spend their life walking with Jesus and that he mm. would hold them fast. And I think we, we pray that if our kids are walking with him today, we're still should be on our knees praying with everything we have. And if they're not walking with the Lord, we should be on our knees praying with everything we have, that he He would draw them to himself.
0: Mm. And he does. We also hear stories all the time of how the Spirit breaks through. If you just joined us, you're listening to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and joining us from Charlotte, North Carolina, is Melissa Kruger. She's written a book called Five Things to Pray for Your Kids. And let me just say, Melissa, it's great to have you on And what you suggest praying for your children could also equally be prayed for a spouse, uh, for someone uh, that you love, that's at a distance, could be your neighbor or whatever. Uh, You set out to write a book that's not a theological tome. That's what I like about it. Uh, It's put out by the Good Book Company, and they're kind of famous for putting out books that can be read. And that's what you did, didn't you?
1: Yeah, well, I think the reality with prayer is not, we don't have a theological problem, (laughs) generally. (laughs) Most of us are pretty set and we should be praying. I think our brains (laughs) have a capacity to wander that is only getting stronger um, with things like smartphones. They have actually made things like prayer a lot harder because they're Mm. pinging at us constantly. And so, honestly... um, What I think we need when it comes to prayer is not necessarily a theological description of all the things we should be praying for. I think a lot of us, yeah, the Lord's prayer is pretty theologically rich and packed, and -hmm. yet it's extremely simple. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we have sometimes, though, in our parenting, we have reduced our kids to praying for whatever is today. You yeah. know, um, I'm going to pray that they do well on that test, that they can sit still during the choir rehearsal, that they can, you know, these, these little things. And the Bible tells us we can pray for all of those things. But I realized when I read the prayers of Paul, you know, he was often sitting in jail as he's writing these letters to the churches mm-hmm. he's writing. And yet when he prays for the Philippians, what he doesn't pray is, hey, I hope you don't end up like me. In a prison somewhere, Hmm. you know, instead he's praying things like, may the heart, may the eyes of your heart be enlightened so that you may know the riches to which you've been called in Jesus Christ. He's praying these huge things for these believers. Hmm. And so I realized my prayers as a parent are often too small. Hmm. And when I take Hmm. the words of scripture, let me beg the Lord that their love. That for God would grow in knowledge and depth of insight so that they might be able to discern what is best and may be kept pure and holy until the day of Christ Jesus. Now, that's a prayer. Let's ask him for more.
0: That's a prayer. And you're just praying the scriptures back yeah. to the Lord, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. What a great way to start. And of course, that's something that you say to do in yeah. your book. That's yeah. that's how you pray for your kids. That's how we should be praying for anything. Praying scripture back to the Lord. Wow.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So we just take every every kind of five prayers is a prayer through scripture and that's all you're doing. And it basically what I I use this book myself.
0: truly <laughs> like I <it's> really, I'm, <laughs> That's I good to know.
1: <laughs> I mean because I'll never tire of praying these things for my kids. And what it does for me is this simple little check off. Um, like this morning, I prayed, I was praying for kindness for my kids. And you know, my kids are 16, 19 and 22. I still want them to be kind. I can pray that for my two year old. I can pray that for my teenagers. Um, and I'm just praying that the Lord would work that in them. And so it's not the pressing need of the day. My children seem very kind and they're very kind to me. But if it's something I want, I need to grow in kindness. I want them to grow in kindness. So it helps me kind of check the boxes um, for what I want to see and hope to see the Lord do in their lives, you know, grow in something like kindness.
0: And I hear you talking. You're not talking that this is a routine. This is something that's a mission. Yeah, it's it's deep. It's inside you. That's what leads you to pray. Not that you're trying to just be a good Christian and pray for your kids every day. Or pray for I am others. utterly
1: convinced in my ability inability to do much.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but I am
1: fully convinced in God's ability to do much.
0: Amen. And so <laughs> I can
1: pray and, you know, call on the God of the whole universe. What an invitation we have. What an invitation we have. And I think so often, you know, I fill my life with rushing around because I really think I'm God of my own life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas prayer is an invitation to let God be God which he is, <laughs> yes. and, let, and let me receive from him.
0: Mm. Melissa, the scripture's pretty clear about laying all our requests before the Lord, presenting them to them. Sometimes maybe we think they're more important needs than the Lord thinks, but we're asked to take everything to him in prayer. Got an example from your life?
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty huge one for us. Um, The first five years of our marriage, we moved a lot. My husband was in the ministry. And so you're going to church and you switched churches. And then we had moved and we had moved overseas. We were living in um, Edinburgh, Scotland, and we had our first baby there. And I desperately longed to live near family. Mm. Uh, You know, I wanted my kids to grow up near grandparents. And we were in a situation where international flying with a baby, you know, that is very, very difficult. And you will be a praying mother on an international flight. There is no other option because you will pray your child does not scream the whole flight. But um, (laughs) I can remember we were coming home. My brother lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I remember driving by Reformed Theological Seminary And just thinking, wouldn't it be amazing if you could get a job there? Like, wouldn't that just be But, you know, how would that ever happen? Like, that would never happen because, I mean, to live near family, to have my brother in town, for my kids to get to grow up with their cousins, it almost seemed like that's too much to ask, Mm. you know, to have a situation like that and what's amazing um mike went to meet with rick canada who used to be the chancellor of the institution and they hit it off and um he had mike come and be kind of an adjunct professor for a year and after that um he hired him and it felt like we had prayed and prayed and prayed just to get a professor job honestly not easy today yes a little bit of a miracle especially yeah, Mike was 30 at the time. He was a really young professor when he came. And um, what I can say I've gotten to see, and I haven't taken it for granted in all, we've been here now 21 years. Mm. And to watch my kids get to grow up with cousins in town, to watch my kids get to grow up with friends who I went to college with, um, that is so special every every year of that feels like a gift from the lord um that i have celebrated because it was such a huge answer to prayer and almost i was almost afraid to pray for it because i didn't want to be disappointed And it was just like the Lord said, no, you can ask me anything. You, 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 know, you can ask for the ice cream after dinner. Um, and that's what it felt felt like. So I'm so thankful.
0: With one child on the East Coast and one on the West Coast, and I'm a few hours away on the West Coast, maybe I should start praying that prayer too. That sounds like a pretty good <laughs> prayer to pray. Let me just ask you one more question here. Why is it so important to be praying for the kids, for the children in our lives? And just open that up. Speak as a parent. Speak as a, a, a Sunday school teacher. Speak as as an aunt or an uncle or whatever.
1: Yeah, I would just love to invite anyone who's an adult to pray for younger people in our lives. Because the reality is, we're facing you know a culture and a world um, and just an educational system in some ways that is filling their minds with things that's not true. Um, And what we, I think as adults can look out and see is that the gospel is the hope for these children. Um, Not that they can go their own way, not that they can make any decision for themselves, but actually Mm -hmm. that they can walk with Jesus. And so as if we as adults join together, rather than sitting around fretting anxiously (laughs) which is a temptation to watch the nightly news and say what's happening to our world. Well, that doesn't do anything. Hmm. But we can actually go before the Lord in prayer and take, he invites us, cast all your anxiety on me because I care for you. And so we can take all these things as adults. We might look at this world and be so anxious about, but the Lord, the Lord can do amazing things. And I I think of a prayer, I often prayed um, that my children would be oaks of righteousness, a planning of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Um, It's a prayer from Isaiah. And that these little seeds would grow up to be strong oaks of righteousness in the midst of a world that desperately needs the shade of the gospel. You know, like that they would grow up to be those type of people who can stand firm in the midst of the storms of life. And we can pray. We can pray um, prayers that change the world.
0: Melissa Kruger, thank you. It has been a delight having you on Haven today. Uh, may I invite you to pray for us that all of us would learn and practice praying for our kids and for others in our lives as well. Would you lead us in prayer right now?
1: I'd love to,
0: I'd love to.
1: Father, we thank you that you invite us to come to you and pray to you. And Lord, I do pray for anyone listening right now and for each of us, even here um, as we're chatting, Lord, I pray that you would just awaken our love for you and that our love would grow and knowledge and depth of insight, so that we may discern what is best. All of us right now face decisions. All of the people we love face decisions. So Lord, we pray that your love would abound in our hearts so that we may be wise and that we may just continue whatever we do to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So help us do that, Lord, we pray. Um, And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Melissa Kruger, thank you so much for joining us on the program today, and the Lord be with you.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Charles.
0: Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Great Stories with Charles Morris. I'm thankful for our time with Melissa Kruger today. I'm glad to share her heart with you to encourage you and me to be praying for the children in our lives. Remember, you can get her book, Five Things to Pray for Your Kids, when you make your gift to this listener-supported ministry at haventoday.org. And if you want to hear more conversations like this, why don't you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts? And if you enjoyed this episode, please get the word out. Leave us a five-star review. And you can also go to haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and you can then find additional episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris.